Do you enjoy listening to Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the podcast? Have you picked up our book yet? Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. That has over 100 cast and crew who have contributed to this book. And it's, I think people really love it. I mean, we also have community commentary where a lot of the community have participated in this. It's just a great book. We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. And welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazaska, and beside me is always... Ben Durant. Ben! Hey, Brian. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? Good. Are you ready for episode 27? Boy, am I. <laughs> I am so excited to do this episode. Cool. Well, I loved it. We. This is episode 27. It was written by Harley Payton. And Robert Angles. And Robert Angles and Harley Payton are on a roll. They're on a roll. The producers, they've got it. They've got it down. They're, you know, doing they good. Trimmed out the fat, and yep. we just got we got the meat. That's right. And I love it. The best the best of Twin Peaks. Yeah. This was directed by Stephen Gyllenhaal. He's the father of Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Which is like a, a recurring theme, because didn't we have the dad of Zoe Deschanel? That's right. And so it's like and the mom, uh, the uh, uh, the yeah, the mom, the mom, uh, the, the Haywards there. The yeah. mom Hayward is is also related. So Twin Peaks ha- is the um, birthing place for all these celebrities, <laughs> these, these, these stuff, children yeah. and everything. Uh, this episode uh, twenty seven aired on April nineteenth, nineteen ninety one. The rating was seven point four, and it was seventy ninth place for the week. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> Could be worse. And I, so I don't forget later on. I'll just say after this episode, the show was going off the air for eight weeks. So really, what happened is after this episode, the you know the ABC is basically saying it's on hiatus. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's something where there really is in danger that it's pretty much canceled, like it's gone. Like in the you know, it basically comes back for the, the last two episodes. They put the two episodes into a movie. I kept on thinking it was Sunday night. It's actually Monday night, June tenth, nineteen ninety one. Wow. But so they yeah, so they came in they came and finished their run of the last two episodes. They basically shelve it till the summertime. Yeah, and show. nowadays most shows are done before June. June, right. yeah, almost is, like summer yeah, already. You right, know? and they basically that's I mean, ABC basically seemed to say, hey, well, let's get done with our <laughs> other shows, and now that it's it's the summer, we can just do the last two episodes of Twin Peaks. So yeah. it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah. So let's see if we can uh, some watch this. I'm gonna see. So we start this episode off with uh, Rusty. Uh, dead in the pond, uh, the the chess piece in Easter Eastern Easter Park. Yes, and that's in a gazebo. Yep. And I love the face, and I did post my picture with me and Ted Ramy uh, last week on Facebook when I told my little Ted Ramy story. It was so cool to meet him, and he's such a nice guy. Um, and it's funny how we just got a close up of his face making a goofy face. Yeah, it's that's priceless. Yes, it is priceless. It's awesome though. <laughs> And so, yeah, and then uh, it seems like it is like a, a silver suit one guy's wearing. I don't know if it was a hazard mat. Or... Yeah, well, they're so afraid of it being a bomb, but right. they realize, well, it's just a dead, goofy guy. 
<laughs> After Cooper <laughs> got his rock and shot shot it and realized yeah, there was no problem. There was no yeah. problem because that would solve most things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a cool uh, it's a cool scene. Yeah. And uh, and then they start talking to this uh, this like uh, other guy who seems to be fr- friends with Rusty, and they're talking about like, you know, when's the last time you saw Rusty? And I guess it was like Windermere came out of the woods and basically said, "I got some beer." And they were doing a, they were doing a gig. I guess they're a rock band. Or yeah, something. yeah. What a dummy. Yeah, I'll go with you to get brewskis in the woods. <laughs> And this actor uh, is the actor's real name is uh, Willie Gar- Garson, and he's very famous. Like he's in all sorts of stuff. He was even in X Files, and that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Going to IMDb, he looks totally different than he does now, but he's much older. Um, and Andy cries. This is something we haven't seen in a long time. Him yeah. crying, and it's kind of an odd place to be crying. Yeah. Because someone did die, and he does get sad. You're right. I think Laura, he cried, and then and maybe when... Harold um, Smith. He yeah, Harold did. Smith. Anytime, anytime someone dies. I yeah. Mean, so maybe there hasn't been a real death in a while. Yeah. Because you know, I actually think, you know, we the, we saw a victim that died in the, pol- the police station, but I don't think he was there for that. So that's... Yeah. Andy wasn't around. So yeah, he's still crying. Crying. Do you want to bring up some audio? Sure. So yeah, now we're back at the police station, and uh, <laughs> I like how uh, Lucy comments about, "Oh, there's somebody came in and was crying and stuff." But... And the donuts, tons of donuts. I always gotta have donuts. Gotta have, always have donuts at the police. Yeah, station. we haven't seen donuts either. So we saw two things, and we haven't seen it in a while. Is donuts? They're bringing, and back, Andy. they're bringing back all our favorites. Yes, I love it. And I totally forgot we didn't put the the. Uh, the closed captioning on so this is a great we actually could we have quite the day today but anyway i this is also if i can remember correctly lucy is she in these two episodes is like on this mission like i totally forgot about her her being pregnant mm. i honestly forgot the about is, it the thing is it's usually we only it's only been a, a month. Like that's the thing too. It's like it's yeah. hard to always understand that it's only every day. Every episode is one day, so she's only been pregnant for one month. <laughs> <laughs> so like this whole idea of like who's the father? Who's the father? Well, she's only been thinking about who's the father for a, a month here. Yeah, it's crazy. But she's then saying that she wants to enter the Miss Twin Peaks contest for the money, and it'll help her with the baby. Maybe, and yeah. then she's gonna make a decision. And it's she's gonna make a decision herself. She's not gonna even get a test. It's like I'm gonna choose which one's gonna be the father, and that's right. gonna be it, which is quite interesting. The and way think, to do and, things. And I'm sure what her her thinking is is that uh, I'm sure her thinking is that um, does she want somebody that maybe makes more money than uh, which could be Dick? He might make more money. Yeah. But it does maybe Andy's a little more loving and caring and like 
and then you you kind of like who is the real father? I mean, is it is it probably Richard Dick? I mean, because like because Andy had issues with his sperm, sperm count, count, and now he's a he's a whole town. <laughs> uh, but maybe he never even had issues, right? And then Wheeler is looking around for uh, Audrey because he has to leave. I think in the last episode he got a note saying that uh, um, he had to go. And so now he's trying, before he leaves, he wants to find Audrey. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, the whole Wheeler thing. I want to get, oh, I have things to talk about when we, we get to that point. Yes, and then we go to Ben Horn, who's getting checked up by Doc Hayward because he has too kind of a heart. <laughs> yes, he's like the Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch. He's like the Grinch, and he suddenly found he had a heart. Yeah, and it grew two. Was it two sizes bigger? Two sizes bigger. And I think it's so funny that um, right. he, he wants to do the right thing now. But he's so concerned. He's seeing a doctor. Yes, that he's so good now. It really is just to get them together to say that hey, he wants to he wants to tell the truth about the situation. It's mixed up between Eileen, the the Donna's mom, and Donna, and he just yeah. Yeah, and ever since Wheeler said you to tell the truth, the the hardest you always say the hardest truth first. Mm. That has been uh, running through my head when I watch this because it seems like that's what he's running on now. That's his platform. I'm going to tell the hardest truth first, and uh, ben Horn's been doing that. Yeah, and like, yeah. why did he wake? I mean, it's it's. I mean, maybe it's just true. What life is that? Like, when life crumbles, you got to reflect on your life. Like, he lost everything. He lost the one-eyed jacks, and he was accused of murder. And it just seemed like his whole world crumbled. And yeah. maybe it's time to reflect and like say, you know, I need to make a better life. Like, I can't do this anymore. And but. you know, you get checked up to make sure he's not. You know, the evil inside of him is still there. <laughs> But I, you know, I kind of miss the evil Ben. You always need a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So, and then, uh, and then uh, Wheeler comes by, and he's telling about how he has to leave. And I think he says that he, a good friend of his has died. And now, this won't be ruining anything for me. But this friend, it's nobody we know. It's nothing part of the show, uh, is it? Okay. It's just a way to get him out <laughs> to leave. <laughs> to leave. And oh, I did some digging on the Billy Zane hair. Oh boy! I have an update. <laughs> it is a wig. How did you find this out? Billy Zane was going bald at an early age. He oh. shaved his head, and they said before Twin Peaks there was another movie or something. Mm. He started wearing wigs. This is a wig. Wow! He started balding early. You've you've shared you taught me something. <laughs> I've been watching the show twenty five years. I did not know all because of Blu Ray and on TV. And I'm like, right. I'm like, I never noticed. It's a wig. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's well, a wig. It's a wig. And I'm not trying to make fun of bald people. I think he he's a handsome guy, and I think probably back then he probably thought, well, hey, if I'm going bald, I can just wear wigs and get away with it, and that's cool. And I think the wig looks really good on him, but I, it just bothered me. I could see the glue line. It didn't bother me. Now that's all <laughs> I can think about. Every time I watch it now, I'm going to be like, it's a wig. It's a it's wig. A wig. Like, I can't stop staring. It's a wig. It's a wig. Thanks, Brian. I know. We that was do... good. A good tip. I mean, it was a good find. We could do so, a super cut of me saying it's now a wig. We're at, now we're, I think, we're in the attic in Donna's house, and she's going through papers, and she found a birth certificate. And conveniently, father's name is left out. That's right. But at the same time, the strangest thing is mother's maiden name, Eileen Hayward. Oh, now, God. You no, know, here's the thing. Is, though, like, for, for a woman, she's not going to have the same last name yeah. i mean like she's married to a hayward yeah yeah so, i mean like isn't that kind of bizarre i mean that's you, unless it, yeah you're right why would yeah right you're right 
Interesting. Unless Will and Eileen are brother and sister. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, not God. It's not true. I think I, maybe it was Sparkwood in 21 podcast that they mentioned that. I can't remember where I heard that silly thing. But I think that's a goof on pr- probably uh, the Twin Peaks crew. They put that, the, that, yeah. that. It should be a different last name. But uh, so, that's yeah, true. what are you thinking? We have no father's name. It's Her dad is Ben Horn. Mm, that's what I think. Very interesting. And, that would make her and Audrey sisters. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people thought that Audrey and Donna looked a lot alike. And they wore, sometimes they wore similar sweaters or the same sweaters. I mean, that just happens. But uh, people thought they kind of looked alike. Yeah. Especially early on. And then the, 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 goofy, the goofy photos. Right. We have Ben Horn with a mustache. mustache. And <laughs> they glued on to take the photo. If you add a mustache, you'll look younger. Yeah. It's quite opposite. <laughs> he looks older. Uh, so, yeah. So it's, I'm it's, in the future. Too funny. Oh, Hawk's calling, uh, calling her. Yeah, yeah, Hawk's. Um, Something important. Well, the he important was... thing is your parents or siblings. I've <laughs> <laughs> called you. It's incest. No. It's incest. Oh, no. I would almost think that they were siblings and they were taking care of her, but maybe she never put two and two together like they never kissed. Oh, my gosh, I never noticed this. Hawk is reading a book on owls. Oh, my Lord. So we're now we're back in uh, the Great Northern, and uh, Hawk is just waiting around Reading for a book on owls. I, I, 25 years, never noticed that he was reading a book about owls. Yeah, see? Owls, owls are, and are uh, wigs. Yeah. This is big. Big day. Twix. Big day. <laughs> so Audrey is checking in, and, and Hawk's there to, to talk with her. he got to go, go to the sheriff's station. Uh, yeah, I can bring him yeah. on you. Oh, well, I have a lot of work to do. Maybe this afternoon. Now you got to do it right away. It's important. Okay. And, and she's going to miss uh, Wheeler again. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she's got to go back to the sheriff's station. So I think Ben Horn's bummed that he's uh, that he, Wheeler's leaving, but a brave man is dead. He's my friend, and uh, he's got to do this. That's what made me think. I'm like, oh, is this going to be someone related? Because they no. made such a big deal about it, but no. No, I mean, I think, you know, we're coming to the end of the season and there's other things to happen. And I guess they're just wrapping up this storyline. Really. And you know what's crazy, though, Ben? I know there's only two more episodes after this, but a part of me feels like this show is just going to keep going on. Like a part of me. The characters live on. The characters live on yes. in my heart. But I, I don't feel like the ending is coming yet. Yeah. Like story wise, I still feel like there's so much to be told. And I, you know, I'm Maybe not prepared. Maybe it goes back to the idea of, of a soap opera, too. I mean, the idea of a soap opera, like we have sh- we have soap operas that have gone on for 50 years. I mean, yeah. it's all, it never really ends. It's always like these characters are always. Yeah, I, I, can, I see that. I don't feel like it's ending either. I yeah, mean, it feels like it. Ju- you know what it feels like? It feels like it just started because these episodes have started mm, to get better. You're right. You know, I we, we got through the muddy stuff, and now we're back to the good stuff, and now it's like, I don't want it to end. Yep. You know? You're going to have to just do your fan fiction, it looks like. Fan fiction until season three. Uh, so we are now back at the sheriff's station, and there is uh, Major Briggs. Oh, this is an interesting part. So and he's looking over the Project Blue Book? Yeah. Regarding Wind- Windermere. Windermere. And they're, they're coming up with a plan, which they haven't done in a long time. Yeah. A little uh, plan. Oh, yeah, let's can... see. Yeah, maybe you'll have some audio. Area surrounding Twin Peaks, he became destructively obsessive. Earl acted in an overzealous and secretive manner, possessive of his assignments, finally violent. He was removed from the project. I found this in the project archives. 
And they found some video of uh, Earl, Earl talking about. They cultivate evil for the sake of evil, nothing else. They express themselves in darkness for darkness without leavening motive. Now, this, this ardent purity allows them to access a secret place where the cultivation of evil proceeds in exponential fashion, and with it, the furtherance of evil's resulting power. This place of power is tangible, and as such, it can be found, entered, and perhaps utilized in, in some fashion. The, the Dukpas have, have many names for it, but chief among them is the, it's the Black uh, Lodge. Yeah, so so we we learned that uh, Winterworld's known about the Black Lodge for a while now. Yeah, and it's like I kind of liked that footage. It was kind of creepy. Um, I kind of liked it a lot. Like it was cool. Like it it looked like it was filmed by you know some guy in a room and they're watching this guy just go crazy in front of them and they're yeah. studying him and they want to know what he's talking about and. I, I like that a lot. It was kind of interesting. Cool. So I have some back, background a little bit on the Black Lodge and what he's talking about here. And I feel like next month we'll probably have Joel on again. Once we've got finished with the this, the, the last episode of the second season <laughs> now that we have a new se- season coming. But yeah. once that, we'll have Joel on. And Joel, I think, will really be talking a lot about the mythology of these last few episodes. Yeah. And I'm hoping he talks a little more about uh, what Wyndham Earl was talking about. But... There's this book from 1926 that's called The Devil's Guard, and Ooh. the actual some of the actual lines that uh, that we just heard from Wyndham Earl was actually verbatim from this book. Wow! So somebody somebody plagiarized maybe. I mean, and and Wyndham, I mean, uh, yeah. But do you think it was plagiarized or is like playing an homage to it? Because this mm. they've always they always <laughs> used names that were from books. Right. Yeah. Is this kind of going along those lines? I guess we can say that. And uh, Wrapped in Plastic had asked the, the writers, uh, uh, both writers, I think, both Bob Angles, uh, Robert Angles, and Harley Payton about it, and neither one of them could remember. I think uh, Harley Payton had said they had a lot of different books, a lot of obscure cult books oh. that they would look over and stuff like that. But they didn't. Nobody claimed it. But it was really word for word some of the things that w- that he said all right but maybe i'll take that a plagiarism i don't know, I don't, but, you don't have to but it's interesting to see that i mean it's it, they're talking about these doug doug buzz D- i'm sorry doug Pu- doug puzz i should know that mention of doug buzz i'm saying it wrong and everybody was going to kill me they're listening doug <laughs> buzz but that's mentioned and and uh and so it's interesting that they, that there's this whole this book kind of describes a secret war between black lodge and a white lodge and there's like this hero who's really good and it, there's some similarities and some very differences but you see that there's this talk of the lodge mark frost also acknowledged to uh, wrapped in plastic that he had um had another book's psychic self-defense and uh, a cult classic that was like pulp fiction and uh, or maybe the pulp fiction was yeah but it it, it, it talked about the white and black lodge mm. as well so i mean i think they're very different of course, Twin Peaks has their own white black lodge ideas, but it's yeah. interesting to see that they've used these books from 1926, the the Devil's Guard, and then I think around 1930 was this this uh, psychic self defense book. Wow, that's crazy. So it's kind of cool. That, I mean, cool. it's cool to see that they're using these references, and then they're making their own mythology. And that's I, I'm hoping that Joel will be on and and he can talk more about that. That's really cool, though. Yeah, but, it, but and again, Wyndham Earl, he, he, we learn really that he's been involved with this for a while. And you can tell because he's a little crazy. He's almost <laughs> yeah. like 
the obsessed. angel of, he's obsessed yeah and right? he wants that power of and you know ben horn he went from an evil guy yeah. to now being nice and i kind of feel like he's lost that power he doesn't right. really have that power anymore because he's nice yeah it's not something i mean they do like to, it does seem like twin peaks likes to play with characters and yeah yeah cool so yeah let's see what else we're going so yeah, so it's really I mean I really love that scene of of Wyndham Earl just talking and then he's he's seeing that his colleagues think that he's crazy. He's yeah. like, "Oh, go away, go away." And he just yeah. And so Cooper realizes that uh he, you know, <laughs> Wyndham Earl has arrived in Twin Peaks. Right. Um, no, um so basically Cooper just figures it all out and spells it out. Yeah, yeah he knows what's going on. Um, yeah, I can bring up some audio. A fish I don't particularly care for. But all of these acts are merely camouflage. He's been after something else all along. The Black Lodge. Fellas, we need to find out what this, the Black Lodge, has to do with that. The, yeah, the, the map. The, the map. Is the, the drawing for the cave drawing, right? And when Andy... I think I made this, I made this, I don't know if I, I, I believe I talked about putting the map over Twin Peaks, like, like, would it match? And that's oh, what yeah. Andy figures out. Not yet. But not yeah, yet, he does. Yeah, he does yeah. in this episode. I'm not jumping ahead that much. Not in this episode? Oh, maybe he does. He does, right, he does. Right. Because Andy's staring at it, and yeah. he's like, Cooper, Cooper, and he keeps saying Cooper, and he was like, what, Andy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... But oh, and then we the saw the bonsai tree, yeah. and uh, Winnemarle is still listening, and and they realize, oh yeah, he he, he can hear everything. He's one step ahead of these right. guys. Um, and yeah, and also um, now this is where he has to me. He almost looked like he could have. He has like I think he has internet. <laughs> like he has yes. his case and he has his TVs where he's got uh and he just hits sketches. random keys and right. stares at it. To me, I, I know we kind of kid, but like he could he he has a computer. He could have internet. <laughs> he does, and I think that tall figure is a giant, and I feel like the small figure is now right here. So he's got the chest guy. move, and he wipes it out. Like he basically Done. he basically throws the chest piece down, and he puts down a piece of paper, and that to me, I'm sure the same to you. Yeah. is like. This, we're not even playing anymore. I'm done playing this game. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm moving on from this. But it's funny that like we're building up this whole chess game, and in one fall one fall swoop, he's just kind of like it's over. Yeah. I don't need to care about. I mean, he still he still cares about this queen. He still cares about mm -hmm. getting the queen. But in some ways, he's kind of like I I I'm not gonna I'm not playing pawns anymore with you. I'm not caring about that. I've got other yeah. Other things to this do is now. taking too long, yeah. and we only have two episodes left. <laughs> We got to yeah. get moving here. No, but yeah, he just doesn't care. And um, I love this. So now Leo picks up. Uh, it's the, yeah. He he hides the the, the collar, shock collar, yes. a device there. Like Leo, you're not that bright. You oh. got to take the collar off. And I love that he's stepping on some of the chess piece moves. There, it's pretty cool. All right, so now we're at the diner, the double R diner, and a woman is eating pie. And all of a sudden, her hand starts shaking. This was weird. I want to ask you about this. Her hand starts shaking, and Cooper's hand starts shaking. Mm. Why? And I think one other person's hand starts yes. shaking, too. I forgot what the third person is. Well, I think we'll there's three it. people. Yeah, three people. We'll but get there. Why? Why? So here's the interesting thing. 
it, this is not in the script. Okay. There's no handshaking in the script at all. So why did they pick this poor woman's hand to shake? So Stephen Gyllenhaal is uh, looking over the script, and I think he he feels like somebody says something about being something weird. But he gets his, he just gets a sense that like wouldn't this be cool if if people's hands start shaking? And he he reaches out to David Lynch. This is from uh, the book, you know, uh, Brad Duke's Reflection book. And he reaches out to to David Lynch and he says, what do you think about uh, hands shaking slightly uh, for some of these characters? And David says to him, I'm glad you have your thinking cap on properly. So, I mean, David Lynch gives approval to go for it. I like it because it is odd. I mean, I feel like it's getting a sense that something is Is happening. Something is happening, isn't it? <laughs> really, though, I mean, I, there's this whole energy, this feeling that something's not right. I also feel like, I feel I, if I'm writing the diary or somewhere, Laura Palmer had some issues with her hand or something, and maybe it went numb or something like that. I feel mm. like there's a, I feel like some other characters, and you could kind of tie it together that um, have had hand issues before. Yeah. But I just think it's an odd thing. And oh, yeah, it's the very end of this episode that another character has that. And when we get to the end of this episode, okay, we yeah, talk about that. I thought it was weird. And it's very like, yeah, it's something creepy's happening. I like that it wasn't in the script in a way. I like that the director, I mean, that's a huge thing to, for the director to say, I think we should do this and for everybody to be okay with it. Yeah. And stuff. But yeah, it's a, it's a cool touch. That's cool. It's sort of like, I thought she was gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, that's what I thought she was gonna have. Oh, and then we go oh, to Shelly and Shelley. Uh, and Bobby there. Oh, and Bobby, and she's still going over her speech, her lame speech that Bobby wrote. You can tell he wrote it. Oh, they're changing it because it just sounds like it came from Bobby's voice. I don't know about kick butt part. Though. Yeah, the kick butt part. <laughs> they gotta change that. Fight! I will stand up and fight for right. the environment. But I think this is a scene where you know Bobby's realizing he's been kind of a jerk to her lately. He was he was kind of turning into Leo. I mean, he's mm. got he, he, he was it, he was one sock and soap away from being <laughs> Leo. <laughs> um, but I think seeing her kiss. Um, oh yeah, uh, Gordon Cole. Gordon Cole that really uh, got him. Like I, re- you know, he realized I've been a jerk. You Get deserve better. It's gonna happen again. Yep. I love that scene. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I had some good, um, some people on Facebook, we had a good conversation about that scene because I posted awesome. something. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people liked it. That's that, awesome. A lot of people's favorite the scene. gift there, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, they're, they're just having their conversation and Bobby's just kind of basically saying, saying he's sorry and that he does care about her. And, and yeah. you know, when, when he saw that kissing that guy, he, he, he snapped. <laughs> he realized he, I think he realized he could lose her and stuff yeah. like, if he's going to treat her bad. And Shelly deserves better. She does deserve, you know, everybody deserves to be treated right and be yeah. respected. And not this, not this jerky guy. I love you, Shelly. I love you, Shelly. Will you marry me? <laughs> he wants to spend his life together. So, I mean, that's awesome. All he's missing is the ring now. Yeah. And then not to get out of high school. Or him well, she's, yeah, she's, she dropped out. She I dropped out. I don't know if she was a year ahead of everybody or what. She dropped out because the guy, you know, Leo was cool and he had, he had a, a nice sh- car. He, 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 she thought he had his stuff together. Right. But clearly, no. He had his stuff together in drugs, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing laundry outside. He doesn't have his stuff together. <laughs> he still he still has uh, the plastic. Uh, uh, yes, on a wall in like, the house. I'm going to finish those projects someday. Someday. And so uh, Shelly gets a call uh, that uh, 
yeah, the, the, again, the, the sheriff station is contacting. Yeah, they, they, they're trying to get all the women together that were part of this whole letter. Right. The Windermere's letter there. Yeah. And now we're at the roadhouse, and the mayors come by, and, and oh, they're getting ready mayor. for the Miss Twin Peaks. They're getting everything set up. I don't know if we need to go into this. This is uh, no, it's Lana, just... and she's still plotting to get uh, to win the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Want to bring up some audio? I guess we could do. Uh, we could talk about the uh, the letter. Yeah. Each in a curious manner, along with this invitation. We all Cooper went to the here is uh, putting it all together. And here's Audrey. I, th- I think this might be the last time that Audrey and Cooper are together. I thought about Someone that because you were saying they were going to meet one more time. Right. And it's like, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, they can't even be friends. You know, if, we, if they can't be romantic, they can't be friends. Season three. Season three. That fan fiction is going to come to life. Right. When I, you know, you just wait. When I grow up there, uh, we'll be together. All three. Shall I? Look. And then and then he asked her to take a closer look, and it, it, she Each realizes it's Leo's handwriting. I, can, I recognize that horrible <laughs> handwriting anywhere. Yeah. It's my ex-husband's, oh, or my yeah, husband's. Yeah. I want each of you to check so, in. So, yeah, you have to be really careful. The sheriff is going to, twice a day, check in on them, and, you know, they're in danger. And what do you think about this? What do you think about, like, are these girls in danger? Yes, because we're in a Merle. And I think Leo... Seems to be because he sees Shelly, he wants to do something. And I think he's going to. I predict that Leo will somehow try to stop um, uh, Winter Merle some way. Oh, yeah? D- just to protect Shelly. I don't think he cares about anybody else. Right. Would that make Shelly go back Doug to Buzz. Leo's arms? I don't, I don't think know. so. I would Season hope three. not. I would hope <laughs> not. I, I I would really hope not. I think Leo is just... I think he, he's going to have a moment of clarity because it's his wife. Mm. But... And it, Leo's looking at the cards and, you know, yes. the, 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 the the player's cards. And, and, and of course, Shelly's there and he's recognizing it's, it's Shelly. Yeah. And, you know, he did steal the remote... For the uh, taser on his neck, right? The shot collar. So, is she he that could, is yeah. he that messed up where he doesn't realize the shot collar is still on him? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand. He's he was a vegetable for a while. He doesn't understand how things work. Yeah, I guess not. He doesn't <laughs> even know. He knows how to fetch a paper. Yes, and he yeah. knows how to get like write a letter. Shelley wins Twin Peaks. Uh, Miss Twin Peaks, Shelly dies. Die. So basically, he's saying whoever oh, gets it. Now Leo's got 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 it. Oh, we're bringing this up. This is kind of fun. No, Leo, I'm begging you. I pray thee, have mercy, Leo. I love this. I love that he you plays games with him. Mercy, mercy. And he shocks himself. Oh, poor Dum Dum. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> he still does it. He does it again. I know. And, and Winnemar loves it. Yeah, he gets a kick out of it. But he I think now it. he knows he can't trust Leo, though. I mean, I think he's uh, he realizes. Uh, yeah, it's like Leo, Leo, why did you just take the collar off? Right, and now he's gonna shackle him up. He's gonna. Yeah. Oh, poor Leo. It's too funny. You're my slave. Uh, yeah, he's gonna shackle him up. Um, 
But basically, he's saying whoever becomes Miss Twin Peaks is going to get it. So it could not even be any of those three. It's right. It's possible. It, it could be anybody, but it probably will be one of those three. I'm assuming. And I don't know if his uh, if one of his strategies too was that he was going to kill each one of them, like because the last time with uh, Rusty there. And when you got that left a note at, in Easter Park, it was like the next time it's going to be someone you know. So yeah. the idea could be that he could have killed all three of those girls. I mean, even though they seem like they're they're meant for uh, the Miss Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess they are probably the prettiest girls in town, at least. Yeah. yeah. Audrey's back, and she's uh, talking with her dad at, at the Great Northern, and uh, he's letting Ben Horn saying how uh, Wheeler's gone. Yeah, we and like. Oh, yeah, and Ben Horn had a huge brainstorm. Um, how he wants her to become the spokesperson for um, their whole thing by becoming Miss Twin Peaks. Yeah. That, that she could do something really good with this. So it's like all of a sudden they've had Miss Twin Peaks every year, but this is the first year they're like, but you could do something with this. <laughs> it's a platform. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. A, yeah. I don't know what kind of platform because I've never heard. She's anything. not interested. She's not interested at all. No, none of these girls really are. Shelly's not. Nobody's doing it. I think they're just doing it as a joke, but they're not really into it. Right? Yeah, I'm trying to think out of it. Yeah, I mean, well, other than the redhead, Annie. What about Annie? Annie into it or? I don't think they're. I think they're doing it just because they people feel, are telling them to do it. Exactly. That's true. None of these girls would do it. Shelly wasn't going to do it unless Bobby talked her into it. Right. And then the biker dude, which is Wyndham Earl, is like, you're pretty and you yeah. should do it. And stuff. But, uh, so it's all these men talking to these females uh, to go into danger's way. Unfortunate. Without then, them knowing. Uh, Audrey's going to run off and try to find. Uh... God, okay, I got, so here's I got problems um, with that. You want to bring up some audio for a second? Sure. I, I think we, I can't hear it, so I don't, hopefully it came up. So I'm going to just play this for a second. Sure. I'm just going to play this out. Okay, I think that's... Well, I can go there. So, so a couple of things happen. This is... I have no answers really for you, but we see... Audrey leaves uh, Ben Horn's office. He's he's kind of like pleading with her, and he's kind of on his knees as she walks out the door. And then all of a sudden we hear this strange noise, and he whips around, and, and it's like something's happening. In the music place. In the music place. And I, is it the same music? It might be the same music that with the hand, with the hand, like something's weird happening. Yeah, yeah, it's the same music. So this is one of those things that it's never resolved. We don't know. There's what, no deleted scene there. We don't know. There's no. There's nothing. Nobody's explained it to us. There's theories. There's theories out there. One a theory. One theory is that it's uh, Josie is haunting the Great North, Northern there, and he's seen. Josie, and the reason I say that too is because the very next scene we have uh, Pete who's saying I see Josie's face. I personally always thought when he said I see Pete is Pete Martell is saying I see Josie's face is, I think it was a previous episode he was talking he was writing a poem. So to me, I thought he was still working on his poem. But I thought some he was people, looking at a photo of her or a painting. Yeah, I don't know because he's it, looking at the wall. Right, he is looking at a painting That's or something. That's interesting. But, can you, it's very. It is very, very brief, and right. it's just like Josie, and it's a very. Both of those scenes back to back are very bizarre. I never thought of this. So it's like, let's see. Yeah, he whips around. He's looking at a. He's looking at a painting, but it's not a painting of her. And what's 
the unless he put that painting to to uh, as honor of her. But like, why? Why Great Northern? And here's the next thing: is the Ben whipping around, startled and seeing something is not in the script. Really? At least in the in the draft that I've read, he's not. It's not in the script. And it's not in deleted scenes. You're not going to tell me? No, it's not deleted scenes. Wow. There's not a lot of. Amazing deleted scenes that yeah. would reveal something like it's, you know, and then and also Pete saying Josie, I see your face is not in the script. So both of these very obscure things are not part of and it. Nobody's figured it out. So a lot of people think with the whole Josie in the door, not uh, the drawer thing. Yeah, that maybe there was a whole plot line that she was haunting the Great Northern. I don't, I don't know if I buy that though. I that's don't, a I, that's a weird it's plot a weird line. One. Yeah, I really always. 25 years, I thought Pete was just working on his poem that I see, I see your face, Josie. I thought it was just part of his poem, but it's very bizarre. Now, here's the thing, too. Is I, I was reading something as I was preparing for the show, and supposedly Audrey's about to get Pete and ask him to, yeah, ask him to drive her to the airport. Yes. Supposedly, as we watch this, he waves to the painting. Like, as he's walking out, he waves goodbye, which is like, what? So I think that painting represents Josie. Maybe. And I think he's saying, like... Maybe that's something through art. Like, he's, yeah. first he's using poetry as art to... to maybe it's like art therapy or something. Because he... So here he goes. She's dragging him away. Yeah. And, oh, he gets his hat. And he's like... Oh, yeah. but he still looks up at the painting. And then, right there, he, he waves. waves goodbye. And like, I really what? feel because he's always had a connection with her. He was always nice to her, and he liked her. And I think it was more like a father figure. Yeah. I'll go in that direction All again. Right. I don't know. If, I always kind of think he had a thing for He might have. He might have because right. he wasn't getting anything he from his wife. on his wife. But well, his he, wife was cheating on him. Right. So he was kind of a lonely guy. Yeah. So maybe – I don't think he would he, he would have cheated, but I think he maybe he did like her a lot. Yeah. And I think that painting represents her for him. Yeah. And maybe – I buy that more than than the Great, yeah. Great Northern is haunted. Did she have an urn? I don't she know. She cremated, but I think that painting or picture or whatever that is, because yeah. it's so hard to see. I will go with a theory that represents her to him. Yeah. And maybe he couldn't put words. Right. He couldn't put her into words, so maybe he found something that represented her. Right. He's uh, working with like art a, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I. I buy that more, and I think if I remember right, Josie was going to be buried right next to Art Eckert. So I think oh. she might, he might have been, you know, her body w- went with that. Why yeah. would you bury her next to him? Well, they were married. Yeah, but I they, think they were married. Yeah, no, they weren't married. He was I'm a wrong. jerk. No, they weren't they married. married. Of course, it was Pack. It was Andrew Packard who was still alive. Yeah, they were married. Yeah. So I don't know what that all, that's all about. But yeah, so this is something. This is one of those things that for 25 years people are always trying to understand what was that all about. It's even. It seems to me even weirder that it was not in the script, or at least the script that most people have seen. It's not there. Maybe it was just hit the actor. Maybe it was just like. He did it, or the yeah. director. They said, maybe we'll put Josie to bed here, and you know. Yeah, I mean, so officially. it's weird. I mean, as we continue through the this, this series, uh, getting to the end, there's a couple times where it seems like the writers want to have a storyline of Josie, and then they drop it. 
Like they, there's there's a couple other times where they're thinking of doing something and mm. they even get another actor and they want to that's supposed to be Josie oh and there's like God. all kinds of stuff and it seems like they really were I mean the whole idea of Bob saying what happened to Josie and it seemed like they wanted to do the storyline and whatever reason it just kept on falling apart and they didn't do anything so I don't know if this was supposed to be yeah she was the least interesting part I agree I don't, yeah, I don't her and James and then, and then I think I mean we'll get into that when we get to Firewalk with Me but they, yeah. they had a whole idea for Firewalk with Me about her as well and oh like, God eh, why? I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, Andy is at the sheriff station, and he's still looking at the uh, the cave painting. Yes, and it, like I said, I still think the big figure is a giant. I think these symbols represent things we've seen. Yeah, it might be. It, it's, it definitely looks familiar. And yeah. It looks like something. It's it's really cool though. And now they're saying, "Where's the major right now?" And he says, "Oh, uh, g- give Mrs. Briggs a call, and we want to see if we can get him." Didn't he go on a hike? He did. He had to go. Uh, he, he went on a walkabout. A walkabout <laughs> like uh, Lost John Locke. He went, he went on for a walk. And now we're at a... Uh, you want to bring up the audio just for fun? Yeah. Oh, just thinking Cooper's about Cooper's looking Annie out the window. Thinking about Annie. Oh, bless your heart. I've never known your mind. To walk. Yeah. This is where it's hand. Right. This way all day. You know, I proceed as usual. My mind he has to talk about his love for focused. Annie. And suddenly, out of nowhere, I see your face. I see your face. Another mention of seeing her face, huh? just like Naturally, Pete saw Josie's face. Yeah. Come back, at hand, Come back at the task at hand. The image remains. Sometimes I actually feel dizzy. He's sharing his love. And love supposed to I like how that he's, he feels uncomfortable well, telling Truman, but it's like, it's all right to hilarious. be in love. Yeah. But I've never felt better in my life. I'm sorry, Harry, that sounds foolish. But yeah, so he's just he's hanging out at the window, and he his uh, his hand starts to shake, just like the woman in the double R diner. Yeah, and and he has to actually grab his hand. It's almost like he he doesn't have control over his own hand. Yeah, which is like yeah. It's definitely something to revisit. Yeah, something, something's something happening. Something to come back to after the series ends to, to kind of discuss because it's it's really bizarre. So now, <laughs> now Major Briggs is in the woods, oh, God. checking out the tree and just hanging out. Yeah. Good foundation there. Good Why tr- would they send the guy who disappeared? And then he touches the he touches his tattoo that he had gotten and stuff like something. His marking, right. yeah. yeah his mar- and there's there's a there's a you know a costume horse. Wintermorrow dressed as a horse. Oh man, he loves his costumes. What I love is uh, I believe, I believe Leo is the ass, right? I mean, yeah, he's, he's the, the uh, ass all the time. <laughs> he has a, a dart gun, and he, uh, he you know takes down. It would have uh, been easier breaks. if he just dressed up as a tree or shrubbery. Yes. <laughs> and the skies are not cloudy. Home on the range. Home on the range, yeah. yeah. Uh, So uh, Major Briggs goes down. Oh, my God. It was so (laughs) silly just as a horse. It was cool, though. Because he's so weird. He doesn't, he just dresses up as whatever at this point. Right. I think he's running out of costumes. I think that's and I told you that the, uh, the actor there had some. Su- I don't know if he suggested the horse, but I know he had some suggestions throughout the show about. Things that he could dress up as. Yeah. Now, okay, we don't have to get really into this. Audrey. Audrey and Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Wheeler's getting ready to take his uh, private plane out of there. (laughs) He's he's pretty slow at going, though. 
He's like, I'm going to take my time just in case she's going to come and uh, stop me. Oh, no. so this is where Cooper is. I got ahead before, but Cooper is now saying, hey, you should you should uh, uh, be a part of the Miss Twin Peaks. This scene messes with me because it is so sweet. If you turn the music down and you're just listening to what they're talking about, but it's playing the traditional something bad's going to happen, Twin Peaks mm. music, and it, it gave me mixed emotions. Wow. Because they're talking so sweet to each other, yes. And all of a sudden, you're hearing the the music that tells you something bad's gonna happen, and you're like, "What is happening?" Yeah, you know, I can bring the audio up. All a right, little. jump in. Where oh, there's a world the out there, you gotta See jump the in. Side. Here, the other side. Coffee. You bet. And I love the shot because <laughs> it keeps twirls panning around. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you start off with a close up and then you zoom out. That is, it is yeah. nice. Something's troubling you. Something's yes. troubling you. Would you like to talk about it? Hmm. Annie, I'm involved in a fairly complicated investigation <laughs> requiring my complete attention. Yet I spend most of my time thinking of you. I love that. I mean. I've been seeing your face. It's interesting that, that, you know, he's got all this stuff going on and all he says is that, you know, all he wants to do is spend his time thinking of her and not on the case. So here's the music now. Is that what it is? It's changing. I don't know. And it keeps on, we're still zooming out of here. It's going wider. Yeah. Spent five years trying to comprehend it. (laughs) Faith. It's hard for me. But I have faith in you, in us, as I understand it. We're very much alike. It helps. We think too much. What we observe is not nature itself, but nature exposed to our method of questioning. Heisenberg. (laughs) Maybe we should go bowling. How about dancing? I don't know how. I'll teach you. It's easy. When? Good night. And they kiss. It's such... <laughs> it's so funny. He kisses her, and then he looks both ways to make sure nobody's looking, and then they kiss again, and then there's they yeah. break dishes. And the dishes, did you do a close-up of the Extreme syrup? close-up, yes. And that, and Twin Peaks What does Peaks that make world. you feel? Yeah. Uneasy. Yeah, and easy. I almost make you think. I don't know why I think of blood. Yes, but uh, but it's interesting die. to go. We we started off close, and we panned out. We panned out. We got really wide, and then we go really extremely close on the broken dishes. And yeah, so, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty cool. And it does make you feel uneasy. The whole thing, the music. It's like is something bad going to happen to her, Cooper? Is there love? Not like it's meant to be, but because Cooper's getting close to her, something yeah. bad's going to happen. I do. I mean, I don't think it's wrong to say that. I I, I worry for Cooper because he's ha- he's gotten in love before, yeah. and it seems like it's um, it's you know, it's made so he doesn't have a. He's not clearly focused on his job. Like he was at Pittsburgh, he was taking care of Wyndham Earl's wife. Yeah. He he fell in love and she died and like you do wonder like oh is he getting himself in the same situation again, again where he's basically saying that he's basically saying I'm in love and I don't want to deal with anything else and like and he's just, gonna miss you made something. me think of something he was in love with a girl and Wonder Girl was in the picture 
Mm. He's fallen in love with a girl, and Windermere yet again is in right. the picture. Are we went going down the same road again? Yeah, why? That's bad luck. Yeah. He's got to take out Windermere. Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't fall in love with Windermere oh, around. No. Something bad's going to happen. That's right. You know, it's funny. I was, you know, I, I, re- I try to read the script uh, just to see, you know, what differences there were. And I was reading the script, and... and and Annie says, let's go bowling. And Cooper says, now let's go dancing. And it's like, I don't even remember that. And it actually was in the show. It was, yeah. I almost wrote it down as though it was like something that was part of the script. But she actually does say, let's go bowling. And I, I think it's just funny to imagine Cooper and Annie at bowling? a bowling alley. Yeah. And be like, we got to get our bowling shoes on. And, and Cooper <laughs> rolling the ball. I don't know. Just He's so, still wearing a what, suit. Right. That would yeah. be hilarious. I want to say, I want to mention some things. Um. I don't think I brought up how Heather Graham even got involved with Twin Peaks. Yeah, I love Heather Graham. She's great. She's I, awesome. Yeah. And I briefly mentioned how uh, my first date with my now wife, yes. how awkward that was <laughs> to actually go to see Boogie Nights because like, oh my gosh, this girl's never want to go out with me again because I'm taking her to almost a pornography movie or something. <laughs> Anyways, but Heather Graham was a huge Twin Peaks fan. She loved Twin Peaks watching it, you know, and uh, she actually did a David Lynch perfume obsession commercial James Marsh who plays James Hurley also had done that I think it was might have been 89 wow. that, that she had done this and this is you know we're now in 91 but she so she had worked with David Lynch before and she got a call to uh, say hey how would you like to be Cooper's uh, love interest that's awesome that's not bad it's that's, not, a, that's yeah. a good gig it's a real good gig so we are now Audrey is waving down okay. Wheeler's place. This <laughs> seems horrible. Um <laughs> you can tell A it was written by guys. Aww. Uh because I I I I can't even imagine or know of anybody she's just going to go I'm a virgin and I want I'm you, only 18. I'm only 18. Uh, I'm a virgin and I want you to be the one. And yeah. then he just like Okay, let's go. You can tell this was written by a guy. Uh, it was just such a cringeworthy. Come on into my jet. Yeah, it was so like cringeworthy. Uh, I was like, ah, like I think it could have been more graceful. It could have been, and it, it could have been more I'm graceful. A virgin, yeah, it could have been Maybe like she didn't say eighteen this time. She just said she's a virgin. She's a virgin, but who? Would, she could have just said, "I she want to say goodbye to you yes. in my own way." They go in the. They go on the plane, and it could be all left to imagination. But when she says that, it's just like, uh, yeah. I, don't know. I, I was like, You're right? You, they, she didn't need to say any of that. It's like they, they could have just like held hands and walked into the jet, and yeah. we would have figured it out. I mean, like the old days, you just you pan away and you understand that, like, hey, oh, they could have yeah. pulled like a jet. Pete's crying over. It. It's like, oh, isn't that special? The Richard Gere movie, right. A Lady oh, and a Gentleman. Here it happens again. His hands, His hands are so shaking. What are we up to now? We're up to three now. We're up to three already. He's got he's got to hold it again, just like Cooper. He has to hold his hand because he can't make he can't, it stop yeah. shaking. It's like, but they could have the, done that seem like an officer and gentleman. He could have swept her off her feet yeah. and walked her in there, and no words. It was just bad. He caught her when she dialogue. fell off the, uh, the the Miss Twin Peaks stage, yeah, though. Yeah, that gentleman. was more romantic. Uh, it was kind of lame. I, I don't even think Audrey would say something like that. It seemed not a character. It didn't yeah, I agree. seem right. Right. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I, guess I think it was like, like we need to wrap this up. What, right. what would we want to hear a girl say to us? Maybe it's what they're <laughs> thinking. Because it was just, I, I think it was the weak dialogue yeah. right there. So now we're in the cabin of Wyndham Earl. He's got 
Major Briggs on a dart. Like he's he's uh, he, yeah he's stuck to a dart. Yes. And he looks like he's gonna play uh, you know shoot arrows at him here. I think he's gonna start spinning him around. When did you first see the symbol in Owl Cave? And he talks about it being I think in a dream. So if Major Briggs isn't gonna share his information with uh, <laughs> with the with the sheriff department, Winnemarle will get it out of him. Yeah. Yeah. He uses like a dart or something, right? Yeah, like a uh, yeah. I think they were arrows. In it. Yeah. <laughs> He's become a Marvel villain. You want to bring up some audio for this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I love the military mind. <laughs> what is the capital of North Carolina? Raleigh. That lot of good that'll do me, Major. So now that's where he gets his serum, the, the truth serum. Yeah, the truth serum. Patience, we might. There's no time. This game is the quickest way to get it out of him. You can bring it, uh, leave it up for it. I just want to talk about some stuff. So I have neither. And it, it works instantly. It takes. It, he doesn't even need to wait. Have to wait for it. Yeah, <laughs> it just works. Catch. I love that he plays games with it. You know, just throwing it at him. I think he's. I think he's also getting cocky. Yeah. I think when we're. I one of the audio. Yeah, I just. I just got to talk about something. So I thought we'd leave it up there. Sure. Garland Briggs. That's his first name. Garland is in Judy Garland from uh, Wizard of Oz. The possibility that. The possibility that love, love is not, is not enough. enough. Garland, please, I shall weep. How much does your wife weigh? One hundred fifteen pounds. Ooh, good for her. Now, when did you first see the petroglyph in Owl Cave? Yeah. Oh, this is where I was saying it was in a dream. Mm -hmm. And dreams, I mean, I dreams are very important in this show. Yeah. With Cooper. Fishing, Agent talks Cooper. about the night fishing experience and that light. It was a light. Abducted or something. But guardian beyond. The guardian, but. The hooded guy. Yeah, it seems like that. I guess that's how I would read it. That, that hooded guy there. Still, I recognize the And signs. there's these signs. What do the signs, what do the signs mean? mean? I know it's kind of long, but I want to get this certain scene at one. If Jupiter and Saturn meet, they will receive, they will receive you. you. And one more thing, and now this is where I get talk about. Mumbling. All right. So was he talking backwards? Yes. Yes. He was talking backwards. Did you really figure that out from what he was doing? Yes. I was going to ask you that. Um, I thought, I'm like, oh, is he giving us the little man there? Yeah, something there, right? What was he saying, though? Well, the script shows <laughs> shows the backward uh, sentence. And what is it? That gum you like is coming back in style. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding That's you. That's what he says? That's what he's saying. That gum you like is coming back in style. This That's... is it right here. I mean, that... Uh, I know it's so hard to read it backwards, but that's what it is. Uh, that gum you like is coming back. Wow. I know. It's hard. I Mug. Mug. Yeah, gum. That is awesome. Isn't that crazy? So yeah. instead of, I mean, he talks about dreams. So could he? I mean, I never I actually didn't put it together to write the second. 
could he actually have met the little man from another place? I mean, like, I'm I don't know sure. why 25 years later, this is maybe just hanging out with you. <laughs> You're giving off good vibes. Could he have met the man from another place who maybe said that and that made him think of that? Or Yeah, I, don't I know. think so. Or he could have a vision right now. Who knows? What and I like the fact that his first name is Garland. Like you said, Judy Garland. Right. Because Judy Garland is the one that's brought to another land. Mm. And it seems like major... Uh, Briggs is the only one that goes to this other place. Right. And Judy Garland right. is the one that goes to another place. So it's and kind of interesting. some people think that Wizard of Oz, that Oz is a, is a dream, that she was dreaming the whole thing. Like, you know, yeah. you were there and you were there. Mm -hmm. So it, it could be a dream. It could be another place. It could be real. I mean, we always go back and forth about are the lodges real? Yeah. Are they a dream or any of that? Yeah, no. yeah. So that's kind of cool. I like that uh Yeah, that's a cool there. one. That was a really, I mean, that was a cool uh, find. I'm glad that you picked up on that. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, Wyndham Earl's getting all kinds of information. Well, he was until uh, <laughs> until uh, Major Briggs is starting to pass out here, and then he chains them up. There's a time if Jupiter and Saturn meet. Oh yeah, the whole planet thing, right? Which is and actually, I guess it doesn't say. I mean, I I knew it from the script, but the zodiac from this box, I think it's. Zodiac signs, and I guess they're really just moon shapes on the box. I think the the crew. I had mentioned this on a previous episode, and I think I was going off the script. And they actually didn't. The crew, the Twin Peak crew, must not have followed the script because it was supposed to be zodiac signs, and really uh, they look like they're just phases of the moon. Yeah. This is the. Uh, this is we're at the Martell house, and they're still trying to break this box. Yeah, and he, get he, into it. Um, he just takes it and slams it, and there's like um. Is it a metal box? Yeah, it's a metal box or a piece. A of box inside a box. You know, my mom loved to do this to me. She would. <laughs> I don't know. If it was like my birthday or Christmas. She would get the the biggest box ever. I was like, oh my gosh, I got a big box, and I get it in a smaller box. Oh, I keep getting it, and then I'd have like a really small gift, and it was a cool gift all the time. But it was kind of yeah. like it's not as big as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> so yeah, he's. I think they're doing birthdays and trying and to there, figure. Yeah, out. there's a zodiac signs now. Oh, they are, but didn't they look like moons and stuff? You're right. Not, so I, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, you couldn't see them because I think it, there's, it was so dark. Okay, so maybe I, I was right all along. Yeah, there, there was zodiacs, and he's yeah, he's pressing them in. He's trying his birthday, birthdays, and then he tried like the date he they received right. it, and I think that, that might that be the did one it. that worked. Yeah, I still open. think is this a really good idea? Like your enemy is sending you a gift. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about this box inside? Yeah, it is weird. It, it, obviously, I feel like it's the boxes. It's and it's gonna end up being the boxes from Mom, Blue um, <laughs> Muhan Drive. Muhan Drive, right? It's gonna be a blue key. Yeah, it's gonna connect the two. Yeah. Worlds. You know, uh, Lynch uh, did not ever want to have blue in Twin Peaks. I don't think we ever see any blue in the entire sh series. Why? Like he, I don't know. He had a thing with no blue. He did not want the color blue. I mean, we kind of see shades of blue, I think, in Miss Twin Peaks almost. But, uh, yeah, but it's always reds and blacks. Yeah, and browns. And, and browns, yeah. Maybe a little bit green here and there. Something. So now we're at, um, we're back at, I think, the Roadhouse where the, where the Miss Twin Peaks is going to be. And Annie is waiting at the bar, for, uh, just hanging around, waiting for Cooper. Because they're going to have a little dance. <laughs> and Cooper shows up. Yeah. And they no dance. tie, just a sports jacket. Or he's, a, I like this where he kind of like he puts his hand out and he's like, "Come on, come yeah. on to the dance floor." And she's like uncomfortable. She doesn't know if she wants to do this. She's a little awkward. She's a little shy. But he's like, "Come on, 
And she, yeah, she joins him. That's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. I like these two together. Yeah, they're sweet. They're oddballs. They, uh, they seem to. They're both very sweet people. Yeah, they complement each other's oddballness. Yes. And the, yeah, they're kind of outsiders. Even though she grew up in Twin Peaks, she's an outsider because of maybe what she's gone through. Yeah. So we yeah, I enjoy each other. Yeah, they enjoy them together. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So yeah, um, what else do you think? What do you think? How? <laughs> it's so well right at this point. It's it's hard to tell what's gonna happen. I mean, um, he's trying to. Oh yeah, Annie. They want Annie to join Miss Twin Peaks, which I believe. She yeah, she's do. gonna do that. I think yeah. so. Yeah, which I kind of already said earlier. I forgot she. We didn't know she was gonna join, but I think she's gonna do it. I like that she goes in for the kiss to him. Like, yeah, you know, he, like he doesn't make the women should should have power and they should do whatever they want. She decides she wanted to kiss him. Oh, and then yeah. the mayor. Oh god, this the is mayor. actually like kind of a a, a call back to the first episode, the pilot, where she said, "Is this thing on? Is this thing working?" Yes, and he's, he's on the microphone. Oh god, yeah, it keeps <laughs> humming and and they're yeah. just kind of like, "You want to get out of here?" Yeah. That's awesome. Like he's still having trouble with the microphone. Yeah, he'll never I, get it. I like it right. that. Yeah, and I, I, Cooper, I you know, is, and Annie are starting to get annoyed that like <laughs> he's having a lot of problems with this. They're gonna go to, um, they're gonna go back and hang out. This yeah. is like the episode where everybody gets to be with other people, right? <laughs> All the couples are back together. Yes, Bobby and Shelly are together, and when we kiss, I feel. Safe. It's funny she's not looking at him. I feel like she's reading a cue card or something. Like, it's funny that, I mean, maybe she's just thinking, but she's not looking at Cooper. She's kind of, like, looking away. She's looking at like, the mayor. I didn't get my lines. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's almost, um, she's nervous to say it to him. Yeah. So she has to look away because she's so shy. That's, yeah, I like, think you're probably right. Yeah. But also the mayor is quite entertaining. <laughs> he is. So. Want to bring up some audio? Sure. I think that maybe I Oh, now the microphone all. is going to Miss Twin Peaks contest. She's going to join the Twin Miss Twin Peaks. Hear the other side. Hear the other side. See, See the, other side. the other side. There's worse places to start than Miss Twin Peaks. It's like a fairy tale. Like a fairy tale. queen or a dream. <gasps> this scene was cool. And everything goes black and we just have light on Cooper and the giant. We have the giant's back and all we see him is waving and he seems to be saying no. What does it all mean, I, Brian? I took this as, as don't let Annie join. That's, yeah, that's it. So, yeah. So, I mean, I love that whole idea that, that this is like a fairy tale. It's like, and and they've said this a couple times where they're like, see the other side. Be other, I mean, like, yeah. What do you take of that? What do you I, take I, of I, I mean, I took it as don't let Annie join. Yeah. You're going to get Annie involved. Well, Wyndham Earl wants to take out those three girls. If Annie gets involved, something bad could happen to her. Right. And it could be repeating what happened to you before. And I feel like the giant is warning him. You know? That's what I kind yeah. of feel. And I, yeah. th this language, I don't think this is spoilers that say that this is like this language that we're talking about lodges, Black Lodge. Now we're talking about dreams and we're talking about fairy tales. And a couple times Annie and Cooper are talking about see the other side. Is it another world? I mean, I like, I like this language because it makes us, 
it makes us think about like, yeah. is there another universe? Is there another place besides our own? Even if it's in dreams, like the the red room, it's like yep. the idea of being yeah. somewhere else. Being somewhere else. Yeah. And I kind of feel like when they're together, it could be a metaphor that they are somewhere else together. Deep, very deep. deep. <laughs> it's just the, the two of them in this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, because yeah. you're in love, and when you're in love, right? With nothing someone, else matters. Nothing else matters. Yeah. And you're on your own little world, and you know, bad things to be happening around you, but you don't care. And I kind of feel like they're in that place together. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, I totally can see that. So we're back at the airport, and um, <laughs> he waited. Why they they consummated their yeah, relationship, right. and and I think we're led to believe at first that maybe Audrey left with Wheeler there because you see the plane and you don't know like yeah and then all of a sudden Audrey shows up behind Pete and, and she's all sad yeah. and they're gonna go fishing he's like oh she's now, like he never took me fishing and uh, he's like. I'll take you fishing. And, and the funny thing is, he was, I don't think he ever did. He was supposed to take Josie fishing. Do you, I don't remember that. I think they were talking really? about. I, I Either they said it on in the show or I read a script of that. But I remember him talking to Josie about uh, going fishing. And, of course, the, the pilot, the first thing we first person we meet is Pete saying, gone fishing. And yeah. he, he finds Laura Palmer's body and it's gone fishing. Yeah. So that. that does that mean they're going to go fishing and find another body? Uh, maybe. Oh, no. And he says he has tackle in the back I mean, he, of his truck. So he's got, he's got, he's already got the fishing stuff. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be Audrey's body. Ah. Maybe he's the killer. He, he's working for Windermere. Up, yes. He's working for Bob. Bob took over oh, him. No. He's going to kill Audrey. Oh, no. How's Audrey going to be in season three if she's dead? That's right. What are How, they going to do? What are they going to do? We can't. She can't die. Ah, no, she doesn't. She she's can't my die. Favorite. She's a favorite. You must know that by now. She's yes. my favorite girl. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, uh, oh, bring up some Audrey. Why not? Oh, Leo's Leo. screaming. Major Briggs is screaming. I would scream too if I had to hear one of Merle singing. <laughs> He's using his computer. I love that. Leo wasn't far wrong. The cave painting is an invitation of sorts, telling us when the rebels begin. But what Dale doesn't know is where to find it. Oh, you're right. So he did bring up. He does bring up a map. Like just like you said, he called it, Brian. Yeah. I called it. You were right. I didn't remember this here. A map to the Black, Black Lodge. Lodge. I don't know. I still don't see how that's going to lead to the Black Lodge, but like it must be some certain place in Twin Peaks that it's going to hit. And then we come back to Cooper seeing the giant, and and all of a sudden the lights come back on. And they're kissing. And they're kissing, and the mayor's back to his microphone. And now we we got we just got scenes of of nighttime of Twin Peaks. We got the the light, uh, Sparkwind Twenty One lights, and, and the calm before and the, and the high storm. school, which we never see. And then we have the uh, Great Northern Hall. Yeah. Telephone, telephone rings. rings. And then we have the sheriff station. So it's just like this empty atmosphere. You're kind of getting a sense of it. The map. Uh, or yeah, the uh, yeah, it's like the calm before the storm. It's kind of creepy. And all of a sudden, the the, the wind, the, the wind through the it trees, the clouds. Picks up. Yeah, the happening starts. <laughs> happening. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it looks like we're yeah we're we're in the forest here. And 
this this made me trip out a little bit. I was kind of like, no way. Just, just, things just got crazy. And we're seeing a hand come out of nowhere. Bob. And it's, the gesturing kind of seems like the hand shaking of these same people. Like. Yeah. And it's, it's Bob. He comes out. I'll bring up the music. It's the same music. Yes, that everybody else had. Yeah. Yeah. And. And all of a sudden he's out, like he suddenly appears and we see. A I think, circle. A circle. It wasn't the circle brought up in something like they had to make a circle with salts or something. Am I thinking of the right thing? Well, I think. Uh, well. What is the circle of that? Well, one you know, thing in the, in the in the European in the European pilot, he had the circle. Bob had a cir- candles a circle. Circle, yes. Right, right, right. That's it. And then you see the red curtains in the circle. Right. So what does that make you think? What do you think these images? Uh, well, I think the red curtain represents that could be a lodge. That red curtain could be a lodge. Interesting. Yeah. And we're and Bob is making his way out. Yeah. Of the lodge, he's he's been in there for a while, but maybe because. Maybe because there's this high energy in the whole. They did the whole Saturn, the the planets are going to align cliche that this is Bob's opportunity to come out. Now, when Bob took over um, Leland, he didn't take over Leland all the time. Mm -hmm. But does that throw the theory of why would Bob take over Leland? There was no given, like, you know, once he would take him, take him over, and it seems like it was kind of random. Now, all of a sudden, they're saying, well, there's a gate when these two planets align, and now some Bob comes out. Why is that? I mean, is that I something you ever thought about? Say, yeah, I mean, I think we, we might be brought up again. I have a theory, and, and, and people, I'm just thinking about this as we're watching this again, and people, you know, probably have their own theories. I don't think Bob can leave that area. Like, I don't think the Bob we just saw really – I, well, that's not true because he did – well, he did leave all the – we saw him at, in the Great Northern at the bed. But I want to believe that he's kind of, for the most part – In Laura's house, Palmer. That's Laura, true. Yeah. I always kind of looked at that as connected to Leland for some reason. Like, I always thought that somehow he was – I'm just curious. I don't feel like he can do that much damage. Well, here's a theory just by saying what you're saying. I think he needs. How about this, I feel like he needs a human host. Something like this happens in a great, once wrong. in a great while. Bob comes out and finds a host. Leland was that host. Mm-hmm. Now that Leland's dead, Bob had to go back, and now that this is happening again, Leland and Bob will find a new host. Yeah, that that's the only thing I can make out of it because right. we've seen Bob at Laura's house. We've seen Bob in the bed. Yep, and then. And he was in Leland for what we, for what we were told for a long time. Yeah, Leland was like I can't it was so 30, Bob, 40 years. Yeah, like that, so 30 years. so did Bob come out forty years ago? He took this host, and and now that the host is dead, well, he might. I I always he has le- to find someone new, right? And I believe he turned into an owl. I mean, that's uh, right. And maybe that, that all that owl brought him back to the lodge. Yeah. See, when I was a kid, you know, fifteen, sixteen year olds watching this, I always believed. I always believed that the um, spirits could turn into owls. I think I've shared mm. this to you on previous that makes episodes. Sense. That yeah, I, I thought that, uh, but I, I mean, I was way off. Like uh, one armed man that he flew out of the Great Northern. I always thought he could t- that they could turn into owls. I could be de- dead wrong about that. But uh, yeah, but still- he was a human though. He wasn't a spirit, but he could have been something else. We don't know. I like your owl theory because he had one arm, 
And how did one arm guy get out of that window so smoothly? Yeah. And make it to that place. Well, so I think we were talking to Joel, and Joel said uh, he didn't think that was right. Yeah. And I maybe I made that up, but I mean that's fifteen year old me, and I've. Mm. <laughs> you know. I like that theory, honestly. I don't know. But maybe Bob turning into an owl brings him back to the law. Maybe the owl is the conduit between. It brings the spirits mm-hmm. where they gotta go. But then that spirit needs to find a host. So right. Bob is, he's emerging. Right. The evil is coming out. And maybe those people with the shaky hands are re- are, are like conduits. Or maybe. 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 High, weak, high, uh, what do we say? Cooper said he was a strong sender. Yes. So is he a strong receiver? Yeah. That woman eating pie, we don't know nothing about her, but right. maybe she is. That's just to give us a clue that this is affecting maybe sensitive people in the town. Yep. Same with um, uh, Pete Martel. Pete Martel. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, yeah, the handshaking could just be that it's things are happening. And they're sensitive. Off, and they're sensitive to, to it. Yeah. Yeah, right. And one more thing about the owl. Of course, if we remember when Le- right before Leland died, he was hooting like an owl. Like, you know, he was like, yeah. whoo, whoo. That's a yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I still, there's definitely... I wish it was more explanation about the owls. I always wanted. I mean, it's so funny. We see we see Hawk reading an owl book, and we have all these imagery of postcards and and lamps and all kinds of things of owls. I wanted real information. I wanted to know how are these owls connected. The yeah. owls are not what they seem. How are they connected to the spirits? And I'm, and I'm glad we don't because it makes it interesting. That's what we have to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I want to say something about the script at the end of this. Okay. So the script is. I think I mentioned Josie a little bit. That it seemed like Josie had a more of a part in the script. Um, let's see what can I say? There was like a montage of the woods, and we see images, fast-paced uh, music, sounds of owls, raging wind. Josie screams, and, and we we see the drawer pull again. So we have these images and stuff, and then and then we see, yeah, we go through the woods. I'm trying to see what I wanted to say about this that. I don't know. It seemed like there was more of a part for Josie in this end here too. So they seemed really? like, at least in the script it seemed like they were leaning towards that Josie had some kind of part in all this and that there was um uh, Bob that Bob appears and he's howl he's howling like a dog, I guess, and then there's a flash of light and and so there's it seemed like they were trying to connect Bob and Josie somehow. I actually like this ending, it. and I like this better because yeah. it has, especially to have the red curtains and make us think about the red room. And yeah, I, but it was definitely the whole Josie thing could be like she wants revenge in her death. Yeah, maybe she wants like she died in vain, and she's out. You know, like uh, you know, she's out to get back. But she wasn't a strong character, so for her to do that in afterlife seemed out of it would seem weird. Yeah. Like, she wasn't a strong person, and for her to kind of come back and try to, like... It was come, a, she's a complicated woman. Yeah. There was so potential for Josie in the sense that, like, she started off where she like looked like she could con Ben Horn, and she could one-up Ben Horn, and look like she was a tough. And then other times she seemed so weak. And, like, I yeah, yeah. she was a complicated woman. And I, yeah. And I think, I don't know what they were thinking, if they were going to make her haunted or if she was going to be... If she was going to somehow be connected to the Black Lodge, it seemed like that's what they were leaning towards. 
that it would, she would somehow be connected. To, maybe she was going to be in the Black Lodge and stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm 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 not, personally I'm glad that they never went that way. I like the way this is going. It's in the good direction. But you see, Bob. Bob seems to be playing a real part yeah. in this end here. It's cool. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch uh, for next week. And like I said, so you know, after this episode in, in 1991, that was it. I mean, I mean, can you imagine? I'm watching this. I'm watching this, and uh, we're, what are we? We're in April right now. And April, April 19th, 1991. And basically, they say the show is over, pretty much. Wow. They say that the show is done, and uh, it doesn't come back for another eight weeks. June 10th, 1991, where they basically put the two 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 last episodes together and, and wow, as a movie. Wow, that's crazy. But it's like, can you imagine like your, your favorite show and it's like April, May, two months have gone by. And be like, you, it's, it's a Lost. This, right. That'd be like the final episode of Lost. You had to wait that long. Yeah. That would be crazy. I wouldn't like it at all. And we had a coupon, you know, several months ago and and, yep. and those guys were still trying to save the show and, and I and still... You, yeah, I, I still think they were, had a big part in at least getting us all the episodes that that they had had produced. And if you skip listening to that episode, now is the time to listen to it because then it would give you more uh, insight into what happens. Yeah, for the next that was couple weeks. That, that was the at the end of March there. The, yeah, the, the coop. Yeah, the coop. Yeah. So I think that's I think it's a good place. What do you, where do you think we're going with this show here? I mean, <laughs> oh god. Okay, I think Annie's in trouble. Uh, because the giant's saying no, mm. and Annie just decided, hey, I should join, and the giant shows up. So that was interesting. Right. Um, I also think that Bob is looking for a new host. Um, that's my theory. I think yeah. that Bob. It's a good theory. Yeah, has maybe this happens, and maybe that Leland's dead. He needs a new host, and the gate has been opened, and mm. um, you know they're adding stuff to the the the, the mythology of yeah. it. And sometimes when you add too much, it really complicates what stuff already happened. So you had a you didn't have we didn't have much mythology about Bob or anything, but we're unwrapping that a little right. bit. And this whole thing with the map and the the, the planets aligning. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, did this happen a long time ago? Did he take Leland? Right. Now he's got I mean, to take someone else. The, the, this is Native uh, American um, land. I mean, this is their, their land. And yeah. I think that, I mean, we can go way back. I mean, so like the the Mark Frost uh, book, The Secret, what is it? I'm going to get it wrong. Secret History of Twin Peaks, I believe it's called. Yeah. I think they're going to be in the 1700s, I think, is going to start. So I think we're going to get more backstory of oh, wow. maybe we'll get more of these backstories of how the cave was formed or yeah. how of this land was. And, and it's got the circle, like we like you mentioned in the in the uh, pilot episode. Yeah, the, the European pilot. pilot has the same circle. Right. And the rings, I mean, the whole idea of circle is very popular. We have the rings. Cooper loses his ring. And, yes. and uh, the one-armed man uh, talks about a circle and the circle between uh, Bob and himself. And, and so there's, it comes up a lot, the idea yeah, of the circle. Yeah, so that's what makes me really wonder that this is Bob's looking for someone new. Mm. It's been a while. And, I, yeah, I, you and know? I, personally, I mean, 25 years ago, I would have said, I, why didn't we Why didn't we have this storyline sooner if, if this is the way it's going? Why? Why? They, we should have seen episode 17. Uh-huh. Bob should have been like, I'm looking for someone new now. And... I would have think, think by episode twenty he found somebody new and we have to chase down that new. Yeah, person. why are so we waiting like, so long for such good stuff? Because yeah. we had to go through all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's always good. Like I always say there's always gems in every episode. Yeah. But it was, yes, it just seems like yeah, it's we too bad that we had to get crap. to the end of the yeah. series, end of the season. But maybe in their heads they're going, well, if we come back, we can have this story connect to the next season. Right. I mean, and they always want to. Uh, they always. I think the 
most shows they want to ha- whatever they're going to end with they want it to be big and people are excited for mm-hmm. the next season and and, but, and they didn't foresee you know um ABC going yeah we're going to stop the show yeah, yeah. Well, at least I think they said that like we gotta we gotta like hope that if we can get enough yeah excitement for this that they they'll reconsider yeah and there was even talk I mean I don't know if I've talked about this but there was even talk about it being on other networks. You know, I think I brought up uh, maybe at one Fox. point about Fox or Showtime or, or cable. Or there yeah. was always they were trying to get it other places if they couldn't have it on ABC. But that's cool. Yeah, so that's the show. That's uh, episode twenty seven. This was a this was this. It was only an hour and eighteen minutes, but it felt like it took us like three hours to do this one. <laughs> maybe it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's our marathon one. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I thought we could. End the show with David Lynch on product placement. He's actually talked about product placement many times. Um, I think this might have happened in 2008. He was asked about this. But I thought it would be fun. I think I thought about this because I was thinking about Heather Graham and uh, she did this, uh, you know, perfume commercial with David Lynch. And I was thinking about commercials. I think that was on Mm. my mind. I said, oh, why don't we just end it with uh, David Lynch talking about that? Cool. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, this is Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Where can people find us? Where can people contact us? (laughs) Forgot about that. Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Twitter. Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Facebook, and um, people have been engaging me on Facebook a lot. And Twitter, it's always busy on Twitter. Yep. You're doing a... We're doing a great job. Yeah. Great job, Ben. And, and our email, we've been getting feedback, twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. Um, people have been sending us stuff. Like yeah. when we talk about the owls, we got Christian's someone. awesome. I, yeah. I don't know we never get it around to. We need to do. We need to find time to do a show where we can talk about emails, uh, emails feedback, yeah. and stuff. I'm sorry, guys. That we we'll never do get one to soon. Okay, we got so much going on, but yeah. we, we will do a whole episode at some point. Feedback on show, feedback. Yeah. We should probably maybe we should do it sometime after. Maybe even wait till after the whole series. We'll find some time. Yeah, we'll find time, and um, you know you can find us on. We're on Slacker Radio. We're on iTunes. And not Slacker Radio. What a Stitcher. When Stitcher, um, and iTunes, rate us, leave us comments, and um, give us those five stars. We need those. Yeah, give us those five <laughs> stars, please. Yeah, and you know we're like I said, you know, if you guys are new, it's uh, every Wednesday the show comes out. I yes. mean, we have not missed a week. No, we've we've been doing this, and uh, we we're, our plan is to keep on doing this every week. Yeah, and, and so, we're on Reddit. I oh, I, yeah, I engage on people on Reddit all the time. Awesome. So yeah. very cool. So this is uh, Ben and Brian, and this is Twin Peaks Unwrapped, and we'll see you next week. David, one time you said product placement is bullshit. At the same thing... It said even more than that. (laughs) At the same time, you work to advertising Gucci. Did you change your mind about advertising last days? No. No. (laughs) Um, I do uh, sometimes commercials to make money. Eu faço esses comerciais de vez em quando para ganhar dinheiro. But I always say every time I learn something. Mas eu sempre digo, toda vez eu aprendo alguma coisa. Efficiency of saying something. A eficiência de se dizer algo. And new technologies. E novas tecnologias. But product placement in a film Mas merchandising num filme putrefies the environment. Putrifica o ambiente. 
It's so absurd. Tão absurdo. But it's happening more and more. Mas está acontecendo cada vez mais. What kind of a world is this? Que tipo de mundo é esse?